Good morning. This is Eileen Epps Hamilton within the Word Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. Well, last week we began our discussion on prayer. We highlighted the fact that prayer is always a challenge, even to the most seasoned of believers. Prayer is our connection with God, and prayer allows us to understand His full will and His ways as we move through these times in which we live. And last week, our scripture came out of Luke, and it dealt with ask, seek, and knock. We determined that when we pray, it provides us the opportunity to ask for what we need. And many times, even though we may not see it initially, we know that it has been answered. It just hasn't perhaps manifested itself in our lives and in our time frame the way we would normally see it. We understand that through prayer, we release the promises that God has made in eternity past and is possible for us today and they are waiting those promises are waiting to be released into our lives through our prayers today our scripture text comes again out of Luke 1 and 2 and it states and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased One of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. And we're familiar with that as the beginnings of the Lord's Prayer. Our uh, title of our teaching for today is Prayer for a 21st Century Living. Luke gives um, more emphasis to Jesus' practice of prayer than any other of the Gospels, reporting that the Spirit came upon Jesus while he was praying, and that's chapter 3, 21-22, that he withdrew to desolate places periodically to pray. He also prayed before significant turning events in his ministry, like the calling of his disciples or the transfiguration. Later, Luke would report Jesus' prayers at Gethsemane on the cross and at the table with his disciples. By the first century, there were set prayers, um, a devout Jew would repeat the prayers in the morning and again in the evening. If the situation prohibited reciting these prayers in their entirety, a shorter version could be used. So in our text today, when the disciple asked him to teach them to pray as John also taught his disciples, Uh, Apparently, John had also taught his disciples a set of prayers that they used. It's been said that we don't need a hero 
or even a superhero, but we do need more saints who pray, especially in the 21st century. You know, prayer is serious work. There's an adage we've heard many times concerning prayer. Little prayer, little power, no prayer, no power, much prayer, much power. Prayer, especially intercessory prayer, demands that we discipline ourselves to follow the leading and guiding of God. And especially as we talk about spiritual warfare and those types of prayers, deliverance prayers per se, it is very important that we do make sure that we are connected to the Holy Spirit and His guidance. How are we to pray? We're to pray believing, asking, seeking, and knocking. When are we to pray? All the time, continually, persistently, and vigilantly. Where are we to pray? Everywhere, in private, in public, in church, and in battlefields. For whom are we to pray? For everybody, family, friends, and foes for our institutions, our communities, and our country. And why do we do this? Why do we pray? Why is it serious work? You know why? Because prayer changes things. Kansas City recognizes the need for prayer as evidenced by the large number of prayer groups within its boundaries. And I'm sure it may be the same in your city with reference to prayer groups, but I'm going to share a few of them that we have present and it's just a sampling there are so many more and they are really those saints that we say are praying on the battlefield for example there's one group called Kansas City Stand for Life that prays to reduce the number of homicides in our city another group the sending group prays for global issues like the war in Ukraine we even have prayer designated for specific streets in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, pray for truce, pray for Linwood. Uh, pray for truce specifically prays for the healing, uh, uh, healing the racial divide. Within the walls of our church um, that I go to, we have seen the power of prayer and healing of uh, uh, friends and deliverance of family. We've seen it as we've undertaken various projects within the church. Uh, we've seen it as we have counseled those who are living through uh, human injustice and political s strife as we see within our city. And I'm so glad that we have a leadership team that uh, does nothing unless it first vets through fervent prayer what it will do on behalf of the church. And why do they do this? You know, why do we have these special groups? Why um, are churches so devoted to prayer? Because prayer changes things. As we move forward in this uh, walk, our faith walk, and as we move forward, it is important that we pray more and that we begin to pray strategically. And in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about how to pray more strategically. But 
as we see the movement of evil across our community and our nation and world, as we see the violence, um, as we see the human um, injustices and the human carnage as a result of sin in the world, we must pray more strategically. Each day we are engaged in spiritual battle against the powers of darkness, and we're told to do that in Ephesians 6 specifically. It's time to recapture what Satan has stolen, our children, our community, and our country. Satan both hates and is terrified by prayer, and he should be. Because when we plead the blood of Jesus and call on the mighty name of Jesus, the power of heaven is released. You know, it's true that prayer is serious work. It was serious in the first century when the disciples went out to spread the gospel news. It's even more critical in the 21st century. It's serious work, however, we pray because it is the only thing that will change things. It will change circumstances and situations, and it changes us most of the time in order to be able to move forward. When our prayers align with God's plan and we release God's power and we recognize the possibilities that God gives us in our prayers, then things will change. When our prayers align with God's plan, when we release God's power and recognize the possibilities that God offers us through prayer, things will change. So we look forward to uh, having you with us as we move through this study on prayer. And if you, for whatever reason, would have not accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, uh, we offer him today. Um, it doesn't cost you anything, um, and it's simple to do. If you would like to accept him as your Savior, we invite you to go to our website, itwministries.org, and click on the invitation button and it will instruct you from that point. But it's, it's as simple as saying, I believe and I choose you. That's it for today. We look forward to seeing you next week. Please share this podcast with friends and family, and we look forward to being with you next week on Morning Reflections. Be blessed. Bye-bye.